Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People Matter. Hello and welcome to our podcast. I'm your guest host today, Lauren Sweeney, coming to you live. We're excited if you are watching us live on our LinkedIn or if you are listening to us on the audio version. We're excited to have you here. Well, our guest, Rachel Valentine, is very exciting to have with us today. I'm going to read you a little bit about her. So Rachel is the head of people operations at Vincent. She has a bachelor's in multimedia journalism, and she got her degree in the UK, which she says she misses very much. She's worked in the tech industry for the past six years. After two years of agency recruiting for technical roles, she joined the Vincent team to oversee recruitment of the best talent around. That sounds really exciting. Well, we are excited to have you on the podcast today, Rachel. Welcome to our stage. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about your journey to Vincent, what you do at the company and, and why you love it. Yeah. And um, kind of a little bit of an introduction. And I, I think I gave you a little bit of an outdated bio. So apologies on that. But uh, yes, I'm now actually um, head of California operations for Vincent and Vincent's a custom software development and design agency. We originally um, got our start in Finland and have six offices there and then expanded to the US. And that's really when I joined the team early days to head up our people operations. Um, so all aspects of people management with HR, recruitment. Um, and over the last three and a half years that I've been with the team, I now get to support not only the vertical of HR, but also just general business operations as we've expanded from Southern California to also a Phoenix, um, Phoenix office market as well. So it's it's been a, a fun journey and I love it. I love the aspect of getting to work with and support the team and our company in general. We just try to have much more of a flat dynamic. So seeing ourselves more as equal peers and in, in playing a support role versus being seen as a manager making all top down decisions. I love that. It sounds like you have an amazing culture working there. What has changed since were most of your employees in person or since you guys are so, you know, spread out and large as a company, were you managing remotely before COVID anyway? Um, before COVID, we did have a handful of remote employees, uh, but not to the degree, obviously, of what we've experienced with COVID. So there's definitely um, or there was a dynamic shift in terms of the culture, I would say. We had a very active workplace pre-COVID, a lot of in-office events, team building activities, et cetera. So when that shift had to go virtual, there was definitely a lot of thought and discussion around the best ways to keep that culture alive, but trying to approach it from a virtual standpoint. Absolutely. So what do you think has been some of the biggest challenges that you faced working with people and people development? Yeah, I think, well, at least in the last year, and I 
sure many uh, HR professionals or actually just anyone in business can attest to this, that I think the greatest challenge has definitely been uh, keeping motivation levels high despite the lack of connectivity or or kind of decreased connectivity. I don't want to say lack of. Um, obviously, in the virtual world, you lose some of the general connections that you have to team members when you walk out of meetings and you're able to chit chat about life or meeting in the kitchen area or having coffee breaks. And so um, it was a big challenge to find ways to integrate that back into our our daily activity because it, you know, there was a, a sense of almost like uh, awkwardness in saying, okay, let's have a, you know, brief 15 minute coffee break here and there. But as that became a, a new normal, it became more comfortable. And, you know, as we've continued to try and increase the connectivity and, and therefore the motivations of the team, finding ways to have, you know, virtual events from team happy hours, virtual lunches where we either had lunches dropped off or sent credits for people to use food delivery services, um, having what we call daily check-ins. Um, they're more of like kind of funny times to check in. I'll have a broad variety of questions of like when you can travel, where do you want to travel to first? Um, so trying to, to bring in those ways to feel much more like a community to hopefully keep the motivation up because it it's definitely been a discussion of kind of the, the burnout and the, the feelings of being alone. So making them still feel very connected and, and out one with one another. I love that. I know you talked a lot about the company culture that the company has built and the one that you want to continue to build. Talk to me about where you see, like Vincent as a company is continuing to develop this culture where people don't get too burnt out. And I know so many employers and CEOs are really working on how do I have a culture where people stay? You talked about people, you want people to stay longer than 15 years and really have that retention. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny because obviously we're an agency and I think sometimes the stigma that can go with agencies is that burnout can be common, um, working with multiple clients, multiple projects, sometimes needing to be stretched thin. Um, and we really do our best both in, in client management to try and avoid that, but much more active communication with the team to really, um, ensure to them, you know, it's okay to walk away from your work at a certain point, whether it be eight hours or when you reach that threshold. Um, we, we encourage the work-life balance and thus kind of try to have a lot of conversations about hobbies or interests outside of work because we think that the more we can encourage and discuss that and and enable people to take that time and, and go do those hobbies or you know during COVID days, at least get outside to have a walk, um, it, we feel that people are so much more productive than when they are at their laptop or working, that you've had that time to rejuvenate. Or oftentimes, you know, if you find yourself facing a problem or a challenge, walking away and doing something else that's a creative outlet or an outlet that you enjoy, when you come back to the, the problem, sometimes it refreshes the way in which you see the problem to be able to solve it faster versus just kind of banging your head over it. So, um, making sure that we have active communication around, um, you know, checking in on team members, making sure that they're not 
burning the midnight oil, that they are working reasonable hours, that they're finding the time for themselves either throughout the day or at the end of the day to go to get outside or do things that they enjoy um, is, is definitely all a part of it. Uh, our, our kind of mantra and that we talk about is, you know, making employees and clients happier tomorrow than they are today. So again, really focusing discussions around like, how are you feeling? And I know happy can be a very vague term, but just having more of a discussion on really trying to check in and see how people are. I love that. It's creating great company culture is so important, as you know, to retention. And so just checking in, are you happy? How are you doing? Having those times when the company can come together and just have those chats. So fantastic. I love it. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, for us as well, when you are encouraging people to have those outside of work interests or encouraging that time so that they are kind of happier when they're bringing them full, bringing their full selves to work. Um, it's, it's added to a lot of innovation within our workplace and our workplace culture. So we definitely try to encourage team members to voice their opinion or make recommendations. And I think that's enabled a lot of um, our internal growth and and prosperity because we're constantly trying to see, well, what makes most sense um, for you as an individual, but how can we also apply that to the team with additional benefits or how we structure discussions or kind of um, how we run our meetings even. I love that. How do you as a company, as leaders in the company come up with different pieces of the culture or different things that might motivate the team? Yeah, honestly, from a, I guess, like to answer your question, it's, it's really, I think, driven by the team. We try to make sure that it's, um, you know, for the team, by the team in a lot of ways. And so some, some practical ways that that kind of sometimes comes forth is we have monthly meetings and every monthly meeting, we have what we call CEO of the day. And this started out as an opportunity to just encourage thoughtfulness and discussion around ideas that would help to improve our workplace, whether it be a physical item or something kind of less tangible. And it's been really a fun exercise to see where some people take it. Initially, you know, it was a, a better coffee maker or bean bags for a spare room that we had. Um, but most recently, uh, the most interesting thing that came out of it actually was in having the discussions around PTO and vacations and encouraging people to find time for themselves. Uh, our most recent CEO of the day actually enacted um, all employees to have a PTO day when it's their birthday. And it was pretty incredible. Also kind of, you know, uh, oh, okay, this is a really good decision. Um, but it was, it was a wonderful exercise because the discussion that came out of it too was really fruitful in that a lot of the team was like, whoa, did that person just decide something that was that, you know, big of a scale? And you know, we talked about it from the company perspective, these decisions, any, you know, any CEO that's making a decision, there's always the ripple effect and it has financial ramifications. And we talked about how, you know, days off and not billing impacts are our, our, our kind of potential for revenue. But at the same time, 
the importance for awarding good work and having people to find the time to do things that bring them enjoyment and on your birthday, it kind of made sense. So, you know, we, we, we ran with it. We said, that's the CEO of the day decision and we are allowing it. Um, but we made sure that there was a discussion around, you know, how these things or how these decisions get made and also the impact so that anyone that's in this position or um, in the opportunity to have their own CEO of the day, whether it be, you know, a beanbag or coffee maker to something a little bit bigger, uh, you know, that they're, they're thinking about how it applies, how it benefits our workplace, but also the other aspects of possible cost associated. Um, so it was really good. I think it kind of almost was like a business lesson for the team. And, you know, my birthday's in, uh, you know, coming up in a few weeks. So I, I get, I was like, oh, I get to live this person out here soon. <laughs> That's amazing. How do you decide who's the CEO of the day? Um, just the team. Um, so whoever was it the previous month during that monthly meeting, then hands off the torch. Um, when we did this in office, we actually had a funny robe um like a like a a king's robe and a hat and so we would like pass the hat and the little baton but virtually it's it's been more graphics over zoom meetings but uh yeah so it's it's decided by the team wow i love that so much because it's not only the people that you serve but then it's the community and of the employees that you're mm -hmm. serving yeah. And that they help to shape the culture. So then they have more buy-in. So then I'm sure they're more productive. They're more bought in. The goal of having employees with a 15-year tenure or more, that can certainly be created by all of these factors. And we have so many listeners and people giving us live that they're in that position. They're in that decision-making position. How do we get our employees to be more motivated? Well, these types of things are exactly that in the culture. It's amazing. Yeah, I think like what you said with regards to a, a certain level of buy-in, um, I think that especially working in tech, um, culture and perks is nothing new uh, by any means, but there's always sometimes what people, what companies say and then the action that really backs behind it. And so we, we try to be able to more fully you know, follow through when we talk about work-life ba uh, balances, um, you know, kind of the self-education encouragement um, aspects that I think are really great elements of our culture. Um, we, we really try to emphasize with true action, but then encourage, like you said, that buy-in from the team so that, you know, it really does, it's, it becomes more of something that people are really truly participating in and talking about and taking advantage of because that's what it's meant to be there for. Um, so that there's, you know, that, that buy-in, which then adds to more workplace motivation or also ideation around future ideas. Because when people know, okay, they're actually going to listen, or there's an opportunity to change things, they're more willing to voice their opinion. And, Overall, I think everyone would agree that teams are so much more innovative when you're building off of ideas of multiple people, not just one. Absolutely. I love that. Amazing. If people want to connect more with you, Rachel, is the best way to find you on LinkedIn? It is at one of our favorite platforms too. Yeah, definitely. LinkedIn is, is the best way to be able to kind of chit chat all things uh, culture and, and workplace for sure. Um, we also have a, a company Instagram account that I monitor, but for me personally, um, Instagram or LinkedIn is the way to go. 
Fantastic. If you're listening to the podcast, it's linkedin.com, of course, slash IN slash Rachel Valentine, Rachel Valentine. And then what is the company's Instagram as well? Um, our handle is Vincent, V-I-N-C-I-T with an underscore USA. V-I-N-C-I-T underscore USA. Correct. Awesome. Absolutely amazing. So we love to end the show by asking a question. And that is, what does Rise Up For You mean to you? Uh, I would say when I think of or when I hear Rise Up For You, I I really think of it from the individual perspective first, you know, rising up to be a better you to also help elevate those around you. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like at Vincent, at the company, you guys are really doing that. So the impact you're having on the employees and their families is so awesome. So we've loved having you on the show. It's been fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. Of course. Thanks so much. It was wonderful getting to chat about workplace culture and look forward to listening into all your guys' other podcasts in the future, kind of business tips and input from other leaders. Awesome. I love it. Wasn't that conversation fantastic? So innovative, the CEO of the day, being able to really have an impact and see how you make decisions. I love that. Well, it's been amazing being your guest host today on our Workplace Solutions podcast. If you would love more information about just information that can really help you, your business, and the culture that you want to take advantage of, you can go to riseupforyou.com slash company development. That's riseupforyou.com slash company development. And you will be able to download all of your free resources, including getting a free strategy call to talk about your company and its culture with myself, Netta, or our team. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you soon.